Welcome to the Whatnots Reactor Core. This is a podcast where we talk about brand new hot blockbuster movies or new bingeable TV series, anything that's out now. It's hip, it's now, it's wow, and how. We are here for a very interesting episode. Normally I do these with Kyle, or Kyle does these with somebody else. Oh, I'm Melissa Wilkinson, by the way, hello. See? We're just throwing off our game entirely. Kyle is our captain. He steers the ship. We don't know what we're doing. Kyle's in Wyoming visiting his parents. We wish him the happiest of travels. He doesn't have his audio equipment with him. So for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, we cannot let this go undiscussed. So I am here with my friend Jack. Jack, hello. Hi, Melissa. (laughs) You're the captain now. I'm the captain now. Well, we're co-captains. We're both general. Yeah. So we are here to talk about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We just came home from the theater. We saw this not four hours ago. We're going to give some basic introductory, like, here's the synopsis. Here's the nutshell. Spoiler free. We understand. Tensions are high about this movie. (laughs) We ain't saying nothing. So, we're, and we're going to give you a clear spoiler warning before we get started here. And, oh, if you're listening to this as a podcast, it'll all be normal. If you're watching this on our YouTube feed, because this isn't the usual video live stream, um, uh, there's not a video for you to look at. But maybe I'll still have Kyle paste the spoiler warning graphic over whatever we're using as the background still image. So, you will have multiple cues Watch out, be wary, be safe. Only learn as much as you feel like learning until you've seen the whole film. So, what were your expectations going into Rise of Skywalker? What were you thinking about it before we even got there? Okay, so leading up to it, I would say I tried to avoid as much as I could about this movie. I didn't watch the main trailer. I just saw the teaser because Mm -hmm. it was attached to other movies that we had seen throughout the year. That was my main exposure to it. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I have found myself getting too invested in what it is going to be. Mm -hmm. If I invest too much in each trailer and every still that's released. So I tried to back off with this one and just clear expectations of it. And... I did hear that the reactions to this one were kind of mixed. Starting, yeah. I want to say yesterday is when I began to hear that. Yeah. And I heard it was kind of messy. So I'm like, oh boy, this yeah. is going to be interesting. Because I did the same thing with The Last Jedi. And I loved it. Yeah. And then I heard critics also love it. I'm like, okay, we're on the same page. <laughs> and then I heard people talk about it. I'm like, oh, this is very different. Yeah. This is very divisive. Mm-hmm. I will say that I think The Force Awakens has more rewatchability for me personally. Yeah. It's the most fun. It is. Of the new trilogy for me to watch. But I think that The Last Jedi will... I won't reveal exactly how I felt about Rise Uh of Skywalker just yet, but when I saw The Last Jedi, I thought it was the most interesting because I didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, it's full of surprises, that one. Lots of layers. I I also was looking forward to Rise of Skywalker. I really liked Force Awakens and Last Jedi, both of them. Mm -hmm. I am a newcomer to Star Wars and that I've really gotten into it as an adult 
and I'm not that deep into it. It's still just pure entertainment for me. Like I didn't care about the characters, but I have no real personal emotional stakes. So whatever happens, happens. I know I'll be entertained either way. I found all the movies to be great fun. And I heard a couple days ago, results are divisive. I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. And then it hasn't been reviewed well. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, this may be worse. And then I saw like, you know, The Guardian liked it. I'm like, well, The Guardian is a newspaper I've heard of, so it probably knows what it's talking Mm -hmm. about. And I, I knew that whatever happened, I'd probably personally enjoy it. And we went in today and I will say I came out enjoying it. The movie gave me everything I needed out of it. But I can see what the problems are and why other people may not take it so well. Mm -hmm. Were your feelings similar? Yes. (laughs) I didn't know when I should reveal how I felt, but yeah. Yeah, jump on in. I'm not going to like throw a question to you every time. Yeah, I think I did like this more than The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, I mean, it starts off very rough. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say probably the first third movie, I'm like, oh boy, they were right. (laughs) Yeah. Just because it, like when we were talking earlier Mm -hmm. today about a movie I'd also recently seen, Rocket Man, I liked it, but it doesn't sit with any scene for very long. And I felt the same way about this movie Mm -hmm. in the beginning, but then it it finds its pacing really well. Yeah, I would say... Uh, this may be one of the bigger problems about it is that the first act just has a lot in it. It's trying to establish a lot of things and each of the scenes are like, like they're edited quick. There's not a lot of like breathing space or silence or like negative space or anything like that. So it feels like a little jarring for the first 30, 40 minutes. But like once they take the clear turn into this is now the second act, it's way smoother sailing from there pace wise. Like, just sit through that first half hour. You will feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else we can say that's spoiler-free. I'll say uh, great character moments. Probably the strength of the film was yeah. the rapport between the different characters. Absolutely. I feel like this is a very character-driven film. Yes. There is a plot, obviously, oh, but I sure. think it's more about characters than it is about the plot. It is, yeah. It's very touching. There's the only thing I wanted out of the movie that I did not get was a memorial card at the end for Peter Mayhew. Mm-hmm. We waited too. We did till the very end. We're like, well, maybe you know, or they'll just play a Wookie roar noise over the you know bad robot logo at the end. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. That was the only thing on my bucket list I didn't get. So it was. I, I think it uh, it was successful for at least this section of the audience. And, you know, just go in there with your, you know, with a, a full heart and a clear mind. Uh, what is it they say on Friday Night Lights? <laughs> clear heart, full eyes, full heart, clear eyes. We'll go in with some combination of those and you won't lose. Mm-hmm. Any other basic facts you think we could throw to an audience before diving into spoilers? Mm-mm. I don't know. It's hard to say what's considered <laughs> yeah. not a spoiler. Yeah, I think maybe we'll play it safe with this one, considering that it is uh, one of the biggest films of the last 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much in it. I, You know, it's like it, it's weird that we're getting Endgame and this in the same year. 
this is a lot to take in emotionally. Yeah, I found myself having a lot of cinematic parallels between my experiences yeah. with Endgame and with Star Wars, mainly that, <clears throat> which, excuse me, I was sick right before seeing Endgame. Oh! I was sick this week up to see Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I took both days off work to go see these movies, yeah. respectively. Yeah, we both had, like, designed similar days for ourselves. Yeah. Like, we're going out to the same specific theater. Like, we're going to go out to eat first. Like, we both planned outfits and designed mm -hmm. a playlist. We were in the same, like, theater room. Like, I think we're in the same row where we saw Infinity War last year. Yeah. Like, we've been in this one room at this one theater so many times because it's their biggest room and we see all these things on opening weekend when they need the biggest room that, like, I can point at different areas of the theater and tell you, like, what row I was in, like, when I saw each movie. <laughs> it's a cool, like, mental map of the last couple years of cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to dive on into the full... Spoiler warning. So, folks, uh, this may be where we leave you. May the force be with you. You're welcome to come back after you've seen the film. However many times you feel like you need to see the film. So, spoiler warning. Kyle always says it like four times. So, I had to do the same. Watch out, folks. Maybe you're hearing the phone from the other end of the room and you got to like go over to the room, you know, other side of the room and like click pause. I think you've had enough time to do that. Okay. Hey guys, this is Melissa from the future cutting in here. And just like how you don't fold laundry or do dishes or vacuum while you have company over, I neglected to do any housekeeping while I was recording live with Jack there in the moment. So I'm coming back to just insert this little bit here. I want to say thanks for listening to the Whatnots Podcast Network. The Reactor Core is a show we do just uh, every couple months or so, whenever there's something, whenever there's an appropriate topic for it. So it's pretty sporadic. But our three regular weekly shows, The Review Show, The Captain's Log, and Crossplay, I want to remind you, those are all on hiatus right now. We're taking a week, uh, we're taking a break for a couple weeks for the holidays. They'll come back in early January. We will also come back with a big retrospective episode. We do these at the end of every year or the beginning of the year as schedules permitted this year. <laughs> we'll come back with that. We're going to look back on 2019, what we did as podcasters, what we did as people. It's going to be really fun. So you can find us on Twitter at The Whatnots, and our website is thewhatnots.com. Lots of information there. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the whatnots. That starts as just a dollar. When we do live stream episodes, this can get you live streams of the review show. This can get you episodes early. And if you support us at the $3 level, you can get some fun bonus episodes on all kinds of topics. Uh, and you can find me personally on Twitter at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. That's also my handle on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> you can take a look at some other photos I posted about uh, my experience with Star Wars and going to the theater this day. I had a lot of content about it. So just thanks for listening, and we're going to get you right back into the episode, and this is your final spoiler warning. We're getting right into full uh, movie discussion right after this. Thanks. Bye. All right, where would we like to start here in No Holds Barred Spoiler Town. Okay. Do we want to start towards the beginning and work our way through? Hmm. 
Yeah. Or just whatever popped out the most. <laughs> oh, no, I want to start with the first words we see on screen. The first oh <laughs> in never in a million years could I have predicted that the first words of the crawl are the dead speak. Yeah. It's probably my second favorite opening line to the crawl behind war. War! <laughs> Yeah, so right away, like, you know what I think you know what you're getting in for from this crawl. And the so there's been like a message from Palpatine, just like us watching the trailer, like, whoa, Palpatine's back. That happened to the galaxy at large. Like they just heard something, a broadcast. I don't know. And they're like, oh, Palpatine's back. And everybody's like, well, where the heck is Palpatine? So we see Kylo getting in his ship and he's going over there to try and find like where the heck Palpatine is. And he's like, you know, it's like this whole specter thing where he's like, I have been the architect of your destruction and I was behind Mm -hmm. everything and I was alive the whole time. And like Snoke was me and Vader was me. And he walks past a tube that is like Snoke's in it. Yeah. It's like a Snoke incubation tube. Which I am kind of glad that it turned out Snoke was somehow related to Palpatine. Not like actually related, but... (laughs) That they had some kind of yes. business together. They are cohorts of a kind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's part of the Palpatine family the same way C-3PO is part of the Skywalker family. Yeah. Like Anakin also made him. Mm-hmm. So we see Kylo go and like meet up with Palpatine and Palpatine's like, yo, I know the secrets of Rey's past. Uh, do you, do you, oh, I did. How about we kill her and then you and I can rule the galaxy together? And Kylo's like, I'm gonna take this over from you. And Palpatine's like, Hey, nice try. That's basically mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kylo's just around to see what's up, and he's like, I don't, I don't like this. I'm gonna kind of go along with whatever it is you're saying, just to see like, what are your plans? What are your machinations? You know, because he's he's Ray's enemy, but I don't think he's like, yes, kill her now. And we catch up with Ray, and Ray is doing Jedi training in a cool forest somewhere. She's floating in the air, you know, in her little like meditating position, like Luke, and I don't think we've seen her do that before. So that was nice. It's very nice. Yeah. She's getting down like all the mechanics of being a Jedi. Like she's doing her studying and like learning the form of being a Jedi. And doing, like, all of these tests for herself in this forest. Like, she says this gauntlet she's designed for herself. And she goes around and she runs the gauntlet. She's up to that. And then we see order of operations might be out the window. We see Finn and Poe and it's Chewbacca with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's them and, like, some alien guy in a ship. <laughs> and they're out looking for, oh, there's a spy. There's like a mole in the first order. So they're like, we're going to go get some information like from the spy or this mole or whoever. And it's a little alien guy, separate, different little alien guy. I forgot to look it up. Was that also voiced by Mark Hamill? Ooh. <laughs> I'll have to do some research. I meant to do this because this movie is full of like, I swear all of these stormtroopers are somebody. Yeah. But I can't keep up and potentially guess who any of them are. 
But they go, they get some information. They're going to bring it back. It seems like they've been out like adventuring while Ray's like, I'm going to be on this forest, like doing Jedi stuff. Like they're going off. They're having adventures. Finn's got some pretty good new hair. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this movie looks great. Everybody's outfits yeah. are great. Poe is wearing this like very fresh, like, you know, just like nice crisp white shirt. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks good. Yeah. Oscar Isaac is always serving up looks. I, so I recently rewatched like The Force Awakens and one of the first shots in the movie is Oscar Isaac's face yeah. like half lit by this campfire and in these shadows and it's like so handsome you're mad at it. Oh yeah. <laughs> that he's continuing to do that this entire film. Mm-hmm. So this is where we return and we meet our players. BB-8's out there with Ray. He's also accounted for. He's following her around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then did Finn and Poe come back and Ray is mad at them for, like, not treating the Millennium Falcon well. Like, <laughs> like taking it through too many hyperspace jumps and she's yelling. She's yelling at Poe and then, like, Poe is yelling at her, like, BB-8, part of his casing is missing. What's he been doing? And they just scream at each other. And, and Finn's like... Okay, all right. Guys, calm down, please. You're both, both my dear friends. Please, I'm going to put a hand on both of your shoulders. Leia is here. Our great, our, our, our fabulous lost princess is here. Looking uh, as she did in The Force Awakens, because that's where she's from. Mm-hmm. The Leia stuff is... I would say that if I was watching this film having no knowledge Mm -hmm. of the background of it and these real world happenings, I could still tell something was off. Yeah, like you could tell that they had crafted everyone else's dialogue around hers, but it didn't sound exactly right. Mm. Like they needed to move the plot forward. Yes. But they also needed to include her specific lines that had already been filmed Mm -hmm. so it's like sometimes it just doesn't sound exactly right it's like 80 percent right yeah like everything sounds like the first draft like this is the outline of how their conversation is going to go and we'll punch it up later and it didn't get to be punched up no i think they do an admirable job with it like in terms of a normal character arc for a normal film it leaves Mm -hmm. something to be desired but i think they sincerely like did what they could. They tried their best. What else could be done? Yeah, and there's some very moving moments yeah. that don't involve dialogue with her. Yes. Like when her and Ray just have a very warm hug. That's yeah. very touching. So I'm glad that they had yeah. stuff like that in there. Mm-hmm. They, they try their best. So Palpatine is... They're trying to get to Palpatine, and they have to, like, go... Get, so there's two maps... The lead to Palpatine and Kylo got one and they got to go try and find the other one. And it's on this desert planet. We got the plot so far. Oh, I love the (laughs) desert planet. This is a good desert planet. It's filled with all these like, I don't know, kind of turtly look like they look like a naked, they look like Montauk monsters, but like in a really cute way. They're all wearing these bright, colorful robes and C-3PO tells you this is the this is this annual festival that they have. And it's this celebrated part of the culture. And it, well, it's not annual because they only have it once every 42 years, which is the entire run of the Skywalker saga, which is why we've never seen or heard of this planet before, I guess, because, uh, well, they only have it every 42 years and that's all we've ever known. 
Yeah, it's a nice retcon there. I like that, yeah. Just, just the aliens wearing bright colorful robes and wearing beads and having a party and dancing around in like a big sand dune. It's a nice time. It's a good party. <laughs> Ranks in top three Star Wars parties. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. Um, I think the end of Phantom Menace looks like a good party. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh. Probably the party at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yes! Oh, yeah, the Ewok party. Like, they know how to do it upright. I bet they got yeah. all kinds of shots. Yeah, there's like an Ewok doing a keg stand. Yes! <laughs> I'm telling you, like, there's like three kinds of dip. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is like a seven-layer dip. <laughs> it's so many layers, it's taller than the Ewok. Yeah. They go to this desert planet and this cute little alien girl offers Ray this this beaded necklace, which is part of their cultural festival. I guess it's kind of like a Mardi Gras. So this girl offers Ray these beads and she says her name and C-3PO is translating and the girl says, oh, and the girl says her name and the Ray's like, oh, hi, my name is Ray. And C-3PO translates the girl and says she wants to know your full family name like she gave hers to you. And Ray's like, oh, I don't have one. Mm hmm. This uh, this comes back to us later, <laughs> as you may imagine. Oh, yeah. And right at that moment, it's when her and Kylo have their first force confrontation yeah. of this movie. They're still doing that. And I don't remember if this was established in Last Jedi or not, or if I just forgot. Because I thought, like, because Snoke established it, I thought it would die when he wasn't around. Yeah. Or did they talk to each other one more time after they kill Snoke? I don't remember. I don't remember either it's been a while since i've seen the last jedi i watched it just the other week and i oh <laughs> i was trying to pay attention to these four skype calls because i think they're interesting but I, I missed noticing like okay when do they cut off and do mm -hmm. they cut off the movie just ended and i thought that was it <laughs> nope the movie's over and uh the calls continue mm -hmm. so he's trying to get to her because he wants to stop her from finding the thing that will also lead her to Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said, the plot, there's plot there. Boy, howdy, there sure is plot there. But like the character stuff, the character stuff is the strongest of the stuff. This is what we really came here for. Mm -hmm. Oh, there was some old like Jedi hunter who used to work for the Sith and he piloted his ship to this desert planet and Luke used to be like tracking him. And so like Ray found this in some of Luke's old notes from the journal she saved from the island. So that's what they're doing there. They're going to find like that guy's ship. So they find the ship. They find my new best friend, Dio, the robot, oh. who's like a wheel with a bullhorn on him, voiced by J.J. Abrams himself. And he just says hello. And when he doesn't like something, he says, no, thank you. And he makes clear statements like, sad, friends, like the best kind of robot. Mm -hmm. I love Dio. I want a small Dio for my desk. Yeah. And then at some point, First Order people show up. Oh, yeah. There's like another old guy in the First Order. I don't know. He's just an old man and he's angry about stuff. <laughs> just picture like another Tarkin. 
just slide in a less bony Tarkin uh, into your mind's eye and that'll get the job done. Because they're like, oh, Palpatine's back. Okay, well, is Palpatine our new boss? <laughs> Maybe we'll follow Palpatine. Maybe we'll protect Palpatine. So let's, you know, make sure Ray and friends don't find this key, this map. It's like, um, they call it a Sith locator, I guess. It's like this little glass pyramid deal with lights inside of it. Uh, I'm sure you can buy one at Galaxy's Edge in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next to your holocrons and your banthas, little bantha toys. At some point, they run into Lando. Yes, yes, Lando saves them on this planet. That's right. Yes. Good to see him. Him and Chewie have such joy in their faces oh. when they greet each other. It's a delight. And he's wearing his capes again. He's wearing his bright yellow shirt again. And Billy D. Williams just looks really happy to be there. Yeah, happy to be part of the team. This yeah. is one of the benefits of this movie. The, they put a lot of people in and they all look happy to be there because it's the mm-hmm. last Star Wars movie and it's quite a feat. Mm-hmm. Oh, so there's this little, all the resistance people we have left are on this forest planet. Rose is there. We've got to check in with Rose. Rose looks great. Wearing some nice looking work clothes. She's got her hair in two buns now. Different looks for Rose. And she's just out there like helping people and investigating like downed Sith ships they're able to collect. She's getting the job done. She's there. That one girl who's been in all of them is there, you know, and, uh, Dominic Monaghan is here from Lost. And the second he's on screen and saying something, I think we both like jumped back in our chairs Mm -hmm. because he looks and sounds exactly the same way he did on Lost 10 years ago. Yeah. He might even look better now. Yeah. (laughs) He looks more youthful than he did. Yeah. He looks great. And it's like they just took him right off of the set of Lost and like put him in new clothes. Like he's, it's like there was never a break. He's been in like one continuity the whole time. So it's a heart and like lost one of our old faves. So it's heartwarming, but also like, oh, have you aged? What's going on? It's it's too similar. But he's, I'm glad he's part of the ensemble just as like, Another resistance member here to shout exposition at you from behind a computer station. That's all he does. I don't remember his name. And I don't remember the name of the girl that you're referring to. Yes. But she's played by Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord. That's which I'm glad right. that they kept her for this last yeah, one. Yeah, I'm glad she gets to be there. She always has great hair. She does. <laughs> So much of this is going to be a style commentary because we have all of these outfits and like haircuts to check in with. Mm-hmm. Leia, very regal gown. She looks good. I think my favorite Leia look of the sequel trilogy is the first time you see her in Force Awakens where she's wearing like a wide collared shirt and a vest. Yeah. Because it looks like something my grandma would wear, mm-hmm. but in like a cool way. Like that's what my grandma would wear when she's like, I'm going into town and I'm doing the shopping today. And I mean business. I'm putting on my wide lapel shirt and my vest. Yeah, it's a good look for her. Mm-hmm. Wonderful look on an older woman. Uh, I'd recommend this to a lady in your life if she asks you for fashion advice. Just point at, just point at Leia in The Force Awakens like, huh? Worked for her. Could work for you this Christmas season. 
So when they're on this a desert planet, so the First Order show up, and the First Order capture Chewie. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so, so they're getting in this guy's ship, this old Jedi hunter. They're getting in his ship, and then Ray's like, hold on, I kind of feel something. I'm going to go back outside again. And then they're getting the ship prepped to leave because they know, like, the First Order's on the way because she had that, like, Skype call with Kylo. And so she's like, I'm going out. I'm going to go feel some things. (laughs) And and then Finn's like, Chewie, will you go after her and tell her, like, yo, Ray, we really need to leave. So Chewie goes after there. He goes out there and, like, they don't know the First Order's that close behind him. So the First Order, like, takes Chewie. We don't see him put up a fight, which I would have liked to see. I think yeah. I also would have liked to see that. We just see Chewie go out there and then we see like there's some First Order guys hanging out behind a rock. And the next thing we know, he's in hands- handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, he's a warrior. Let's see him fight. Yeah, he could throw down. Yeah. And there's a joke earlier in the movie where like Finn and Poe are teasing Chewie about like, are you cheating at weird hologram chess? We think you're cheating. And Chewie gets mad and they're like, Dude, it's okay. Like, we know you're 250 years old, and that's why you're so much better at this game than us. <laughs> Never forget Chewie and his great, oh, a great life lived, many deeds done. So here on this planet, so they put, they capture Chewie, they put Chewie in a ship. Kylo's driving up in, um, uh, one of those ships, it's like a ball, and it has two things on the side of it. One of them. Yeah. This is my greatest weak point when it comes to Star Wars. I can't be bothered to learn the name of any ship. Part of me, the name TIE Fighter sticking out. Is that out, what the TIE Fighter? It could possibly be a different ship. I, well, it's it's the, it's the style you've seen before. It's like ball and then on either side of the ball is like a hexagon. One of them. So he, he pilots up in one of them. And then this is the scene you've seen in the trailer where Ray like does a flip. She does a flip at him and she cuts the wing off of his speeder, his, you know, TIE fighter, whatever. And then he, he crashes, he goes down, but you know, you know, he's just momentarily incapacitated. So then she sees the transport ship that she knows the first order came in on and she sees him trying to fly away. And she's like, Oh no, they've got Chewie. We got to save Chewie. And so she's trying to use her force powers to like suck the ship back to the ground and then mm-hmm. Kylo pops up out of the wreckage and he's like no you don't and he's trying to like use his force powers to like push the ship back up in the air so they just play a like force tug of war for a little bit mm-hmm. and then like lightning shoots out of Ray's hands and the ship explodes yeah <laughs> which is a big moment very big it's I wasn't expecting her to do that. And of course she also, we see her talking to Finn the next scene. She's like, I didn't know I could do that. I feel like I just lost control and I killed Chewie. I killed Chewie. It's my fault. How, what were your feelings upon this initial scene where the ship blows up? Mm. Well, because it's Star Wars, I'm like, is Chewie really dead? Yeah, exactly. But if they were going to go that route... I would have been very sad to lose Chewie. He's he, one of my favorites. He is. Like, he's our last living dad we can rely on. Yeah. yeah, I... And it's been pointed out that within the grander scheme of the sequel trilogy as a whole, like, we've already had those, like, sacrificial deaths, like, from mm-hmm. Han and from Luke. And, like, 
I think it was the Force Center podcast I was listening to and they were talking about this and they're like, we don't feel like this movie needs its own one of those. Like yeah. the trilogy as a whole has already served that. We don't think we need any other like uh, end of the first act deaths. Mm-mm. So I was on their side thinking the same and you, you will be happy to learn audience in one of the greatest moments of relief I've felt <laughs> in a cinema. Like the next scene we do see the first order, like taking Chewie onto their big main ship. Mm-hmm. He was on a different ship. Thank goodness. So he's okay. But like Ray is looking into herself like, Oh, I lost control and I have this lightning that comes out of my hands. What am I? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Sometime after this, uh, they sneak onto the First Order ship. Do they go meet Zori Bliss before this? Oh. It's all just kind of running together right, in right. my like, head. Like I, know approx- like, I know what's in each act, but if you ask me to, like, order the scenes for each act, I don't know if mm-hmm. I've got it. Oh, at some point, while they're on the sand planet, I forget what it is, they're in some position of danger and fit... Oh, no, it's when they're in, like, the quicksand! Oh! This movie has quicksand in it! (laughs) When they're out there on the sand dunes, they, like... Oh, and the whole thing with the snake. We didn't talk Mm. about the snake. Snake was cool. So they're walking around the desert, and they find this, like... They accidentally walk into, like suck silt i don't know what they call it it's space quicksand is what it is and they go in the quicksand and like as they're getting sucked in finn says ray never got the chance to tell you and then he's down in the quicksand so that happens and then they all fall down these <laughs> they fall down through the quicksand it has a bottom the bottom's like eight feet down and then they're in these series of caverns <laughs> and then pose like worry well, and tell ray then huh and he's like, oh, I'll tell her later. And he's like, oh, you'll, you'll tell her when I'm not around. It's, it's, there's big boyfriend energy in this movie. It's very clear that it's like, we didn't have a love triangle before, but we're designing one now. We're like, Poe is a crush on Finn and Finn is a crush on Ray. And Poe and Ray are arguing, but not about that. They're arguing about different things. Still good, though. Still, like, real fun, swashbuckly team dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're down in this cavern, and there's... They find the serpent. I don't think they say snake. They call it a serpent. <laughs> or C-3PO yeah. does, and he is one prone to use the fanciest words possible. Yeah. So big serpent comes out, and it's like... You know, the lion with, like, the splinter in its paw. It's, like, th- that classic fable. So the snake serpent is, like, hissing at them. And they've all got their weapons. And Ray's like, wait, hold on. And she goes up to the serpent. And she sees it has this, like, wound in its side. And she puts her hand on it. And she uses the force to, like, heal the thing. Mm-hmm. No more wound. He- she fixed snake. <laughs> Kill Snoke. Fix, fix snake. <laughs> This is the order of things. <laughs> Which, as far as I know, is a new Jedi power. You know more Star Wars than I do. Have you ever seen Force healing like that before? Not that I remember. But it's been a while since I've seen any of the other yeah. Star Wars. So it's like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I saw one season of Rebels, and that's all I know for the cartoons. So who knows? Yeah, it might be one of those things that's explained in... Kyle will tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Kyle...
Kyle knows. Kyle, uh, please report back. Yeah, it might be more of an extended universe yeah. fact. Yeah, legends maybe. Oh, but she heals something. I think this was also like, oh, I didn't know I could do that until I tried to do it. Yeah. Okay, so this stuff has happened. Remember these also. So at some point, they go into... No, I think this is next. They, I think they chase down the First Order ship next. They sneak on there. And so, like, the, the First Order corners Finn and Poe. And they've got, they've got, like, guns to their heads. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and then doesn't Poe have, like, another joke about, like, well, what was it you were going to tell, right? Like, he's yeah. still asking about it. <laughs> but the First Order comes up, and then Hux comes up, and Hux is like, no, 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 you know, give me this gun, random stormtrooper. I'm going to do it myself. And then you hear these shots, and the boys turn around, and Hux is shot on the other stormtroopers, and he's like, it's me, I'm the mole. <laughs> Which was a joyous moment for me. Oh, yeah. I, I've always liked Hux, not that in, like, I am on this guy's side. I want him to succeed. Like, he's not a good guy, but he's so entertaining a character to watch. Yeah, I appreciate Domino Gleason's performance yeah. as him. Yeah. He's always very committed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want the character to su- succeed, but I want to keep seeing him do various things. Yeah. So he's very happy he got this little turn. And they're like, why are you helping us? And he's like, oh, I don't care what happens to you. I just want to see Kylo Ren fail. Yeah. Which is perfect. I don't think I would have bought, like, a change of heart from him. No. But the whole time, this is one of the things that won me over to him so much in The Force Awakens, is that he's just looking at Kylo Ren like, why do I have to work with you? Mm -hmm. I'm stuck with this guy. Mm -hmm. I could be leading such an army right now, and instead I have to listen to him. I love that that's what his motivation is. And I love that it's like this little tick towards uh, not being a good guy, but at least maybe people not looking at me weird when I'm like, I love Hux. Yeah. <laughs> Hux is a favorite. And this was also something I remember hearing people like theorize about because none of like the trailers or anything featured Hux. Like, he hasn't been in, like, a lot of promotional things. And they're like, where's Hux? Does he die really fast? Does he become part of the resistance? So, like, they can't show him without showing that. So I had no idea what I was prepared for with Hux. Mm -hmm. This was good. This was, like, perfect. (laughs) And shortly after this, like, the old mean man I mentioned earlier does be like, he does realize, oh, you're the traitor then. And, like, shoots him. And he just and he does this long slide down the floor. Like it's such a quick death, but it's like it's got physical punch to it. Mm-hmm. He slides for like ten feet. I'm like, that's an appropriate way for Hux to go out. I I feel comfortable with this. Yeah, yeah. He gets one last something close to a winning moment, and then a slightly goofy death. Mm-hmm. which is as much as we could have ever expected for him. It's good. What else do they do? Oh! Right. So. There's mm. another forced Skype call. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so Ray wanders into, like, Kylo's room, and she finds, like, his melted Vader helmet that he still mm-hmm. keeps. And... 
he's Skype calling her. And I do really love how they play around with how much of a physical connection there is when they call each other. Mm -hmm. Because he, like, I think he's, um, maybe this is after they go visit Zori Bliss. Because I remember, because I think he's, like, talking to her while the First Order members are back there, like, interrogating townspeople. So we have more stuff to go back and catch up on. Anyway, so he's, like, in this town square or something. The space town square. And like he gets mad and then like he pulls out his lightsaber and he like scratches like this basket full of berries. So then when Ray's in his room, there's like all of these berries spilling out onto the floor. Stuff like that I really dig. When like they, like there's no consistent rules. It's just sometimes something will cross over and you don't know what or how or why. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's symbolic and sometimes it's just berries. And then the berries, like, disappear from Kylo's room. It's not like she leaves later and there's there's just a pile of berries on his floor. But, so, he, they're, like, fighting each other in this weird physical limbo. And that's when they break by accident. Well, seems like it's an accident for him. Maybe she was targeting, like, we're gonna break your little Darth Vader shrine. Ha ha ha. So there's that. And he, I think this is also when he's like, I, I offered you my hand once. You didn't take it. It seems like maybe you wanted to. I will offer you the chance again next time I see you. And like, okay, now we know for sure we are in real physical space. Yeah. Yeah. And, but before this, okay, this happens later. I don't know if this order of operations is super important. They're just a series of things that happen. They go to, like, seems like kind of like a European snowy mountain town planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I call it. And this is where we meet Zori, who is Carrie Russell in, like, a cool rocketeer outfit. Oh, I loved her Daft Punk helmet. Yes! <laughs> she looks great. She has... Mm-hmm. She's not in the movie much, but she has so much personality the second she's there. Mm -hmm. This is played by Carrie Russell, who J.J. Abrams worked with on Felicity, Mm -hmm. like, way back in the day. And she's come back and she's in, like, Mission Impossible 3 and I think a couple other things he's done. He really likes to work with her. And there's so many great performances and, like, great chemistry in this movie, but I think you listen to her. Like, say look at her, but she's behind a mask most of the time like she does feel like oh you and this director of a seasoned relationship yeah. and you know exactly what to give to him for this movie mm-hmm. she's great what what an mvp carrie russell is in this movie and she's like she used to hang out with poe poe used to be a spice runner is spice drugs know like i know this was the main plot of solo which we saw not but a year and a half ago and i don't remember yeah because they keep talking about they're like you were a spice runner really well you were a stormtrooper oh i wasn't a spice like stuff like that and i'm like is Mm -hmm. it what is it i thought it was just like you know space cinnamon like i couldn't Mm -hmm. remember i thought it was literally spice spice means spice Mm mm-hmm but they talk about it like it's drugs, so I guess so. This is the level of 
knowledged, researched Star Wars commentary that you're getting. So she knows him from the past. And... And, like, they used to have... Like, he, he did something to, like make her mad at him. We never find out what, if it was like a relationship thing or like mm -hmm. a, I sold you out or like you left to go become a resistance fighter pilot and that's cool. But like, I was counting on you for something and you weren't there to do it. I don't mm -hmm. think they go very deep into it. No. Yeah. But they have some past relationship and they just bicker a whole lot. And it seems like they had some sort of a thing maybe before, the, before yeah. they leave from this planet. He's, she's got this helmet on the whole time. He looks at her and he's like, can I kiss you? And you can't see her eyes rolling because she's behind the helmet. But you can hear the eye roll in her voice when she's like, just go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, I like this. I like this so much better than if they actually kissed each other. Oh, yeah. That's a, it's a good move for him. It is. Ooh. And when oh. C-3PO... Yes! Yes! Okay, we haven't even... Oh, the heckin' knife! We've not mentioned the knife! We've been talking about how nice everybody's hair is. Yes. C-3PO and the knife. Would you like to tackle this chunk of the story? Mm. I wouldn't trust myself with it. <laughs> I just kind of absorbed it all for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, mere hours ago. Okay, remember when they were on Sand Planet and they found, like, old Jedi Hunter's ship? There's a knife in there. It's, like, some cool dagger. And there's old Sith runes on it. And C-3PO picks it up and reads it. And he's like, yeah, these are Sith runes. And they do tell the, uh, like, this is how you get to where Palpatine is. Like, I think you can use two of these Sith location finders or the knife to get there. There's a couple different, like, puzzle options. There's several maps. And so they're like, okay, C-3PO, cool. Can you tell us where it is? And he's like, oh, no, I can't. I can read old Sith runes, but I am. My programming prohibits me from translating them to people. Like, I cannot speak Sith mm -hmm. runes. And he's like, so the all knowledge is, like, back there in my mind, but... Oh, there's no way to get it unless we do a dangerous memory wipe operation. And they're like, okay, well, that's, that's what we're doing. This is why they went to, to Zori's planet. Because mm -hmm. there's a small alien there. He was my favorite. What was his name again? Was, was it, it Pon? Baku? Boku? Ponda Baba? That's an alien. I don't think it's this alien. What's, who is the small? Maybe Babu? Bobu? Something? <laughs> <laughs> Something with a B with two syllables, yes. I want to say. He's great, though. Who oh, I want him. He's just this tiny little guy. He's kind of like the small Kumail Nanjiani that they had in Men in Black International. I thought he's, of the same thing. He's like the same shape and size. And this is like, he's a droid expert. He's a <laughs> droid hacker. Yes. He's going to jailbreak your droid. So they have to take R2D they have to take C3PO to him. R2D2 isn't here. Uh R2D2 is back at home on wherever this planet is where the resistance is. He's there with Leia and uh Rose and Dominic Monahan. And before they left, because you know, so the people in the mission, it's Rose. No, it isn't. It's Ray. <laughs> the other R name. It's Ray and Finn and Poe and uh BB8, of course, and Chewie and C3PO. 
and they all know they're kind of on a dangerous mission. Mm-hmm. So C-3PO does say to R2-D2 before he leaves, like, I want you to know you've been such a friend. The best friend I've mm-hmm. ever had. <laughs> Which is what I wanted, because that's one of my favorite relationships in all of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Like, that's my OTPs. <laughs> R2-D2 and C-3PO. <laughs> R2-D2 isn't here, otherwise I'm sure he would, like put a stop to all of this. Like, nobody's gonna break into my big gold husband's head. Keep that exactly where it is. So, so they go to this small alien, and this is when C-3PO's like, I'm taking one last look at all my friends. And they hack into his brain, and that's when he gets those red eyes, and he defaults to, like, he's just default mode. He's just, like, command line mode. Mm-hmm. And he has a different voice when he's in this mode. Oh, again, I probably could have looked up if this was still Anthony Daniels or not. We'll, we'll have a bit at the end where we read you like weird IMDb credits of everybody who's in this. But he's like, yeah, uh, if you go over here, this is where Palpatine is. And his memory is wiped. He's still himself. He's still alive. But all that memory is wiped. And they're like, doesn't R2-D2 back you up? And he's like... Yeah, but those memory servers are super faulty. So who knows if I have any memory back over there. We're going to have to just clean me out in order to find our way to Palpatine. So then he's walking around as just like a brand new baby man. Like, hello, I'm C-3PO, human cyborg relations. And the little alien like introduces himself. And then later in the movie, somebody brings up the little alien again. And C-3PO's like, that man is one of my oldest friends. It's great. C-3PO, my favorite character, quality content for C-3PO in this film. Yeah, it's a good moment for him to shine. Yeah, best of them all. So now that we've caught up with all of that, it's like, where do they go after they leave? They go to Wave Planet after that? Uh, yeah, eventually everything leads to Wave Planet. I hope we're not, like, accidentally forgetting some big chunk of the movie. I think we've hit the major points. Like, we thought we lost Chewie, and then we had Chewie again. Dominic Monaghan's in it. Hux is a good guy, and then he's dead. Uh, Everybody looks great. (laughs) All the love triangle stuff. These are the the main highlights of the film to date, Mm -hmm. to this point where we are. A win? No, is it? Okay. So we had to go back to visit Zori, and then we flash forward again. They were on the First Order ship. This is when Hux turns out to be a good guy. Ray and Kylo have their fight in his room with all the berries. Is this when he, like, announces her past to her? Because Palpatine has, like, given him the knowledge of, oh, I know what you saw in Ray's mind, but she was lying to herself kind of when she saw that. So really the truth is this. So Kylo knows and then at some point, like, somebody tells her. When is this? I want to say he starts to poke and prod yeah, at her and in he's this like, scene. And again, he's like, I'll tell you when we're in real physical yeah, space. Yeah, I think it's when they're actually, like, in the same space that he tells her. Yeah. But you see flashes, maybe? Yes, she keeps getting these flashes. And it's back to, like, what we saw in The Force Awakens. I think that was in that one. We're like... You know, her parents are taking away in the spaceship and like Encore Plutz got her by the arm and she's screaming and it's like a little bit more of that. Like we see more of her parents' faces. They look like just folks. Yeah, I was 
Happy to see, though, that her mom was played by Jodie Comer, who's on Killing Eve. She oh. plays Villanelle. She's great. I'm oh, happy to see okay. her in something else. That's good. I, I didn't recognize either of those people. I didn't recognize her dad, but her mom, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's oh, her. That's nice. That's that's a big role for a lady that's been on, like, the most talked about <laughs> show of the year. Yeah. It's a little... Little appearance by Chody Comer. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll remember this name for the future. Yeah. Okay. Until once we get to Wave Planet. <laughs> we should have looked up the name of any planet. So they go to Wave Planet next, which is um some grasslands where these shaggy horses live. And the people that ride the shaggy horses. And then, you know, the big sweeping ocean waves and there's like... Death Star destruction there. Mm-hmm. What generation of the Death Star? I don't remember. Well, I guess the first one, because didn't they destroy the second one, like, over Endor? It sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but they're over Wave Planet. And so all these people, so they land on the land, and then they're like, look, there's the wreckage out there in the sea. We have to find a boat and we have to get out into the sea to get to the wreckage where we're going to. So, like, they have the dagger and the dagger, like, leads them to Wave Planet. And there in Wave Planet, they're going to get the locator that's going to take them to where Palpatine actually is. Mm-hmm. These are our MacGuffins. So all these people on horseback come riding up to them. And they're like, hey, you guys with the resistance, that's cool. We're cool with the resistance. Uh, We can take you at first light because the waves are too rough. Mm -hmm. You know, bunk with us. We're going to help you fix the Millennium Falcon. It's it's gotten real scratched up. And then we're going to go out there tomorrow. And then Ray's like, I'm not waiting for this. I'm going to steal a boat and go over there by myself. (laughs) So, yeah, it is there on Wave Planet. When, well, first, let's introduce Janna. Then we'll yeah. get back to Ray. Janna's great. Janna's nice. Like, this seems like we're introducing a lot of characters like this late into the franchise. Yeah. But they make, they do a lot in the little bit that they are in. Yeah, like, they're all really good additions. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad that we're introducing them, even if it is later on that they exist at all. Yeah. Zori's very cool and Janna's very cool. Janna is she she's talking to Finn while they're both working on repairing the Millennium Falcon. And she reveals that she was also an escaped stormtrooper kid. And he's like, like me, Mm -hmm. they have this like same hat moment. And they realize they are comrades in arms. And she's like, yeah, like they took me when I was a kid. I was with all these other kids. They sent us to this planet. They asked us to fire on civilians. It felt wrong to us. We all got out. And Finn's like, wow, you all got out. <laughs> He's like, he was the only one out of his battalion to be like, I'm not shooting these people. I'm going to take my helmet off and leave with this mysterious, handsome resistance pilot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it, and like, that's her whole band of people like riding around on horseback. Like, they're all ex-stormtrooper kids that have like escaped mm-hmm. and made a new life for themselves. And she's like, you could join us. And then also uh, when they were on Zori's planet, she was like, I've found a ticket out of here. Poe, you could come with me. We could be partners in crime again. And he's like, no, I need the, you know, the resistance needs me. And Finn kind of says the same thing. So we established that. And then, uh, Ray goes into the wreckage of the ship 
and Kylo meets her there. Is that when this happens? Yeah, she grabs that device uh, in the middle. The Sith locator? Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's what they called it, but I can't, like, it has to have a different name, you know? Mm-hmm. It sounds so generic. It's like saying Garmin GPS. Yeah. I was expecting it to be like, it's a holocron of some kind. It doesn't have a cool name. I think they just call it Sith Locator. Mm-hmm. Whether it's made by Siths, for Siths. Yeah, don't know who is in charge of coming up with that name. <laughs> Maybe this was also Mads Mickelson. <laughs> yeah. So he finds her there. And it's basically around this time. Where we are introduced to Ray's parentage. Now, what have been your thoughts and theories on the Who Are Ray's Parents meta mystery? Mm. I don't think I ever tied myself to one particular theory mm-hmm. or belief. I will say that before I saw The Force Awakens, I was convinced that she was Han and Leia's daughter. I was way off about <laughs> oh, that. <yeah. laughs> then I thought, like, I guess most people, she might have been Luke's daughter. Mm-hmm. Was way off about that. Yeah. And I just kind of gave up. And yeah. I, I took The Last Jedi at face value. Same. Didn't think much past it. So, uh... When she first shot the lightning yes, at yes, the ship, yes. that's when, like, it started, the wheels started turning in my brain, like, ooh. But then yeah. I got distracted by everything else, and yeah. I didn't think about it until it came up again. Yeah. But I was, I, I think it was a good twist. This, I liked it. Okay, so my background with it, I I don't know enough about Star Wars to make any theories. So for the first movie, I'm like, oh, it's a mystery. Who knows? I'm just going to... I will hear various theories. I have no capability to judge them or make my own. Last Jedi, I also took it at face value. Mm -hmm. They are nobody of import. Yep. And then I think it was also on the Force Center podcast. Folks, if you need a good, comprehensive, but like very warm and welcoming and like also entry level, like if you're what, like if you're an expert or if you're a brand new person, Force Center is an excellent Star Wars podcast. Posted by Joseph Scrimshaw, who's one of my favorite podcasters and comedians. It's delightful. Look this up. They were talking about how they can be nobody and also somebody. Like, they are nobody in Ray's eyes. She doesn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So she remembers who they were, but, like, it, is, it hasn't become anything significant to her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, it's not like as she grew up, she's like, I think about my mother's face and I see my mother in this photograph of old Mm -hmm. resistance officers like it's nothing like that they're like the both can be true like kylo was reading her percept he's not omnipotent he's reading her perception of things he's backing up that perception so i was kind of prepared like okay maybe there's more layers to this or maybe like her parents were nobody but there's somebody else beyond her parents Mm -hmm. that is somebody important and this does turn out to be the case one of the theories I'd heard floating around that was going to be that she was a clone of Palpatine. Oh. Right? <laughs> I'm so happy it's not that, because that sounds too buck wild. Yeah. I don't, like, I'd pro- 
probably still be down for it, but mm-hmm. I'm glad they went instead with she is Palpatine's granddaughter. Did you know Emperor Palpatine had a son? Did you know he had sex? <laughs> At any point, ever. And this son is like, so we flashback, Ray. how old would we say Ray is? 25 years old, approximately. Let's yeah, do some basic that. math on this. We saw her flashback to when she's like five years old and her parents leave her. That's like, and then that man, I guess, would be like 30. So, hold on. How many years passed? Okay, maybe this does work out. What I'm saying is, when we last saw Palpatine in the prequels, he looked very old to have a son this young. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, young wife, whoever that lady is, whoever, whoever whoever Ray's grandma is not mentioned. Don't know about that woman. Excited to learn in the future. So he had a son, a very normal son who married a very normal lady and they had Ray and they're like, look at our nice, normal baby. And Palpatine's like, oh no, that's, that's a force baby. I want that baby. And so they like ran away to Jakku. Seems like like, I think Kylo says they turned themselves into nobody. So maybe her, mm-hmm. you know, her dad was somebody of some political or aristocratic level. And they're like, oh, we need to get away from everything. Mm-hmm. If, like, grandpa's after the baby, who else is going to send after the baby? Like, what is the most remote place we can go to? Let's pretend like we're nobody. Nobody will ever look there. So that's where they took Ray, And then it was the Sith hunter um, this, uh, Sith-employed Jedi hunter, who we keep mentioning, he was given a name that they said several times. I don't know. <laughs> like, I remembered Zori, Janna, Dio. This is, I only had room for three new names. I had to prioritize. Yeah. That's what rewatching is for. Yeah, they don't introduce Z- Dio's name until well into the movie, so I was just calling him. I was calling him the "Hello, no, thank you" robot because that's all he was saying. Mm-hmm. Good robot. Good robot. The opposite of bad robot. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, he has been bad robot. Now will become good robot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Ooh, that's another theory. Not the Palpatine's granddaughter theory, but another one that I remember reading around the time of The Force Awakens Mm -hmm. being released was that she was Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Yes, that one came up a lot. Yeah. And I would have bought that one, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a leader for a while. Yeah. Obi-Wan was a fox. Oh, yeah. He could have had relations. I'm mad that, like, Palpatine is kids and, like, Obi-Wan, I think, flirted with a Mandalorian duchess who he could not marry because of dumb Jedi rules. I yeah. really hope that we get to see an Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan that's out there just tomcatting it around. Mm-hmm. He deserves it. Right. <laughs> like that's we need a new generation of just kids to follow. Yeah. Like who are his? He has to have some. We need more lineages. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't really expecting this and it's I guess it's poetically very neat. Kylo's like I am the Grandson of Darth Vader, you mm-hmm. were the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. 
don't we seem like a neat pair to work together? And he's like, let's team up and kill Palpatine. There's, they're both on team kill Palpatine. But Ray's like, oh, should I? I typically don't want to kill people. And Kylo's like, yeah, you typically don't want to kill people. But like, I don't know if you feel it, try it out. <laughs> so this is, so we get that. Oh, they fight out on, um, so they're fighting out on Wave Planet. Again, you've also seen in the trailers, they're like on the wreckage of the Death Star. They go out there, they're, mm -hmm. they're lightsaber fighting. And so, so he's fighting Ray. <laughs> and things like, this was a weird fight because I felt like it kept going on and no narrative beats were changing. No. Like it would cut away to like Finn and Poe and Janna and then it would cut back to them and they're still fighting. And I'm like, have the stakes changed? Has mm -hmm. one of them came the upper hand? Like, I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd get more out of it. And I'm like, oh, but now I'm like, it just kept happening. Yeah. And eventually, it <coughs> excuse me, it mm. does end on a beat changing moment. Oh, sure. <laughs> it just takes a while to get there. Yeah. Just oddly long fight for no good reason. Not crazy long, but you, you know, watch it report back to us. Mm -hmm. There's like too many, like it keeps cutting away and back and. It's still, it's still happening. Mm -hmm. We talked about how, like, there's some scenes in this movie that felt like they could have more breathing room in this one. It breathed too much. Lots, lots of huffing and puffing. So, they're fighting. Things are starting to look kind of dire. And meanwhile, back on Resistance Force Planet. I also should have gotten a name for that one. I, I, I gained no planet names. It's forest, sand, mm -hmm. waves, and lightning. The four yep. elements. <laughs> we haven't even gotten a lightning planet yet. Well, we did at the beginning when Kylo goes to find uh, Palpatine and he's got the tube full of Snokes. It's on lightning planet. We'll get there again in a sec. So back on forest planet, Leia senses something. Mm -hmm. And she uses the force to reach out to her son. And she just says, Ben. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is something. Oh, this is weird. Because you look at the Force Awakens and it's him and his dad. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the major relationship for that movie. And then they didn't get there in Last Jedi. And then before, like... The year before you even see Last Jedi, you know, oh, they're not going to get there. Yeah. So it's, again, we all understand why. But on a narrative level where he has these like deep interactions with his dad and his mom just calls him once and says his name and hangs up. Mm -hmm. it's, oh, it's unfortunately a little rough, but you got to do what you got to do. And it gets the job done. She calls out to him and he like... He feels something. He feels her reach out. He feels her positive energy. And he's like, what am I doing? Maybe I shouldn't do this. He falters. He has uh, doubt in himself in a positive kind of way. And then Ray stabs him? Yeah. I forget. And Did she do it on purpose? Just as an accident? I don't remember what happens before she stabs him. Because I think there's a moment where after Leia reaches out to Ben, then 
it's implied that she is dying. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that moment just like throws him off kilter and that's when Ray stabs him. That's right. Because she does die from this. Because I think some people expected. I think that was up in the air whether Leia would be alive anymore at the end of the movie. Yeah. If that was, you know, something they were able to construct or not with the footage they had. And you do see her, like, I don't know if this is her. If I don't know if, like, when you're not seeing her face, if it mm-hmm. is a body double. I don't know how much, like, body double stuff they used. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see her, like, laid, she's laying down on a bed and, like, her hand just lets go. And she passes due to the... The effect that that much force has on your body. Like, we saw Luke, who yeah. has, who is a more trained Jedi than her. Not that she's not strong with it. We saw her fly through space. Mm-hmm. That was very impressive. But, like, he's, like, really cracked down and really studied at it. Like, she has a bachelor's and he has, like, a doctorate mm-hmm. in force stuff. And he was able to, like, manifest himself to go fight Kylo, see previous film. But, like, that totally killed him. And the same thing happens to her, too. Like, she is able to put herself out there enough to, like, speak his name, to call to him, to, like, get through to his soul, and then that kills her. Uh, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tonight we stand a legend. So Kylo does feel this, and that makes him falter. And, it, yeah, I think you're right. Like, Ben feels it. I think we can switch to just consistently calling him Ben now. Because I think oh. it, this is, like, the change within his own mind. If he's, yeah. like... What am I doing being Kylo? I am Ben. Mm -hmm. I should be. I was Ben. Should be Ben again. (laughs) Episode three, the the return of Ben. Mm -hmm. I guess Ray doesn't quite feel it yet. I don't remember how all this goes down. The important part is that Ray stabs him. And then she's like. No, and then she does feel it. She does feel it. She's Mm -hmm. like. Oh, I've killed... I might have done something to Ben. Yeah. And I, I... We always... It's focused on that Ben is Han and Leia's son from his own perspective. He's like, oh, those are my parents. And they're like, oh, that's our son. And Luke's like, that's my nephew. But there hasn't been as much of it from Ray's perspective of, this is the child of people I care about very, very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's kind of looking at him as... You are the son of one of my dearest friends. Mm-hmm. I I have injured you. I need to heal you for her at the very least. You know, in honor of your parents, you should not also die. Yeah. I would feel bad if here ends the solo line. So she does the snake trick again. She He's got this big old stab <laughs> wound and she reaches out her hand and he heals and she heals it. And they like look at each other and he's like, whoa. Didn't know you would do that. Also didn't know you could do that. This, <laughs> this is new. And now he's just got a hole in his shirt. <laughs> he, he takes his jacket off later. He has his like undershirt, like his plain long sleeve black under armor shirt on. Big hole in it. Through like the major climax of the film. Just big hole in his shirt. <laughs> I was I was really hoping he would like clean up and change clothes after this. Because yeah. I really wanted to know, like, what does Ben wear? We know yeah. what Kylo wears. And he has made a strong aesthetic choice because he wants to be a Sith Lord. But if he drops that, if he's just Ben again, what do you feel like wearing? Is it about comfort? Or are you going to show up in a waffle knit Henley? 
Like, are you gonna cut your hair? Like, what are you gonna- Who's this new Ben now? He's the same. <laughs> he looks the same. Yeah, there's just less gear that he's wearing. Yeah, he just sheds, like, all of his unnecessary, like, padding and capes and stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I just showed up wearing, uh, joggers and a long sleeve tee. Yeah, casual Kylo. <laughs> casual. So then, so she stabs him, heals him, and then she runs off and she's going to like, cause she found the, the key to get to Palpatine. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to go kill Palpatine. And so she flies off to do that. Uh, so she's going to go kill Palpatine. And then the rest of her allies are also going to like, oh, cause Palpatine, um, he sends out an order to blow up Sand Planet. No, not Sand Planet, Snow Planet. Yeah. They blow up the planet where Zori lived, right? Yes? He blows up know. all planet. And we see it briefly, and I remember it looking like Zori's planet. <laughs> Again, we've got real planet blindness here. So, and, and he's installed, like, planet destroy. You remember how Death Star destroy planet? Now all can destroy planet. Every Sith battleship has got planet-destroying capabilities now. They keep upgrading these things. Like, yeah. everything is so much better. Like, so much better time after time. At least we get to see the Death Star being constructed at one point. The Sith just seem to just keep having things. <laughs> so the Resistance is like, okay, this is now or never. Like, every ship we take down is a planet we could save. Mm -hmm. So every ship that gets out there is a planet that's destroyed. So, like, all hands on deck. Let's call everybody. Hey, Lando, mm -hmm. we know you said, hey, like, flying is kind of behind me. I'm not doing that anymore. Please come help us, Uncle Lando. Please call everybody that we know. Everyone <laughs> we've ever heard of. Uh, it's the last one. Come on, guys. So they go to Lightning Planet. Which I don't think was, was this one even given a name? The other ones we knew had names and we just don't remember them. I don't know if Lightning Planet had a name. So there's like a big, big block. And you go under the block. <laughs> it's, I, so the planet has like no landmarks. It's flat. It's a flat, dark place. Yeah, not a place you really want to be. No, no. But on top of the planet, there's like this massive... Just, just block. Like, have you seen The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie? I haven't, but I'm familiar with it aesthetically. Okay. When the Vogons show up at the beginning, like their spaceships, I think, are just rectangles. Like, they're just blocks. Or like the Borg cube. I think the Borg mm -hmm. travel around in a cube. Okay. Okay. It's <coughs> picture big block. It's block. I don't know if it's a building or a ship or what, but it hovers above the ground. There's a space of like 10. It looks like this massive thing, but it's like 10 feet. Like there's just enough space under it for a person to walk. So at the beginning of the movie, we saw Kylo walk under there and he goes up in an elevator and, and Palpatine's inside this block. <laughs> Sounds preposterous. So now, and the planet's covered with lightning. There's lightning all over the place. Constant lightning strikes. It's only mildly drizzly, but constant, constant lightning. 
So she also <coughs> walk under block, go up elevator, inside block, gonna find Palpatine. I think she finds like his old throne there. Mm-hmm. This claw looking. His throne looks like one of the sculptures that Catherine O'Hara made in Beetlejuice. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's like one of them. Okay, so she's there. Uh, all of the resistance. They're like, and they're all getting on their ships. Like nobody's staying on that forest planet. Like everybody, mm-hmm. like, everybody who can pilot an X-wing, like get in your X-wing. Oh, we missed Luke. When does she go back to to Octo? I think when. Oh, it was Han Poe and Finn. We are, missed like, Han rallying. too. We missed some important parts of this. No, at some point. It's after Ray leaves Wave Planet. Yes. She goes back to where Luke trained her. Okay. I think just to kind of clear her head and kind of get an idea of what she's going to get herself into. Between Wave Planet and Lightning Planet, we go back to Octo. This one I know. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like burning his old stuff. She's burning the TIE Fighter Uh, or whatever the ship is that she oh, left in yes. she's burning that and she's about to throw her old lightsaber in there yeah yeah she's burning the ship that um <clears throat> that they stole off of sand planet that that jedi hunter yeah used to pilot around in because the jedi hunter killed her parents she like sees flashes of this she knows that trying to get to her this guy killed her parents so she's like ah this place is full of bad memories i'm just burning the ship i don't know how mm-hmm. i'll get off of here and she's gonna throw her lightsaber in but then like Ghost Luke mm-hmm. walks out of the fire and he's like, that's not a way to treat a Jedi's honored weapon. And he's a ghost and they just sit down and have a talk. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, Ray, you're you're still you. You can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just nice uncle pep talk. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice quiet moment. It's good. It's very good. And he helps give her the inspiration she needs to like, and also he's like hey i'm well i'm darth vader's son and look i got past it yeah you can do it too go out there take care of palpatine however your heart tells you to take care of palpatine i'll be watching over you as a ghost and then also so after she healed she healed ben and he's like she leaves him there like he's no clear way off of wreckage floating in the middle of the sea so he's like standing out there and then he and he and then he sees the ghost of his father yeah which i was not expecting not expecting but i was happy to see han yeah there were so many theories about like well who's gonna come back as a force ghost and we saw mark hamill tweet luke the spook so we know there's a luke force ghost but like would we see Anakin or Obi-Wan or Yoda, et cetera, et cetera. I don't remember anybody bringing up, well, Han Solo's a ghost. <laughs> nope. There he is. And he's not like a ghost ghost. He just looks like no. himself. Yeah. Luke is like a glowy blue outline. Han is uh, regular. Looks great. Looks better than he did in The Force Awakens. Yes, he looks, oh, just healthy. <laughs> Yeah, he looks good. I'm like, I, I could see another Indiana Jones film if you if you, if you yeah. feel like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they have a nice moment there. They do. And he's like, hi, son. Remember me? It's dad. I'm happy you're my son again. I'm happy you stopped being Kylo Ren and you're going to be Ben again. And Ben's like, 
I guess so. I think I don't like this is hard, Dad. What do I do? And they have like a mirror of their scene on the yeah. bridge and Force Awakens. And Kylo's like, I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And like he holds the lightsaber out to Han and Han says, you do have the strength to do mm-hmm. it now. And then Kylo takes his lightsaber and chucks it into the water. Which I will say, I I love that moment because it's like the space equivalent of a businessman <laughs> yeah. who's yes. just like done and he wants to spend more time with his family and they're at the lake house and he just takes out his phone and throws it like his blackberry (laughs) that's what it reminded me of yes and this happens before the scene with ray and luke so we get to the scene with ray and luke and she's gonna throw her lightsaber in the fire and i'm like are we gonna have a climax of the movie that just has no lightsabers in it which i would have been excited to see like what other battle tactics can you do that don't involve lightsabers Mm -hmm. are we gonna see more lightning hands can you fly or jump yeah. <laughs> does Kylo Ren have any does Ben have any like physical fight like hand to hand fighting skills at all hmm would his dad have taught him some I would have liked to see that yeah you know he's like 10 years old they don't have a baseball to throw around and he's like well I'll teach you how to grapple son <laughs> this is how you you shoot a Greedo if you mm-hmm. need to <laughs> son have you ever heard the word mcclunky <laughs> okay so now all right now we're at lightning planet ray is mm-hmm. at lightning planet she has talked to luke luke's like uh go out there do your best job be your own self feel your truth live your life keep your lightsaber and you uh i think we lose track of kylo for a while but last we saw him mm-hmm. he's on a piece of wreckage with his ghost dad and he's like i don't need a lightsaber anymore I'm Ben. I have a hole in my shirt. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna see what I can do. Yeah. And then the entire resistance is like heading over there. Oh, and since Leia has died, there's a very sweet scene where mm-hmm. like Poe goes and like sits oh, yeah. sits by your bed, and he's like, "I don't know how to do this without you." Mm-hmm. God, it was very sweet, and but. I think the the lady with the nose, which I say affectionately, because it's a great nose and she's a great lady. I wish I knew that lady's name. I love to see her every time she's on screen. She's like, well, you were named second in command. Like, you're the mm-hmm. Leia gone. You're the general now. It's, I think it goes Leia, Holto, Poe, uh, Billy Lord. I don't know who's fourth in command after him. But he, so he's general now and he goes up to, so Poe goes up to Finn and he's like, I'm going to, I can't do this alone. I'm going to need a co-general. He's like, I need you to do this with me. And it's like this marriage proposal scene almost. Mm-hmm. They're like, general, general. It's very lovely. It's great. Oh, and just a side note. Maz Kanata's been here the whole time. Maz Kanata's also here, which I was surprised about, because, like, we've only seen her within her castle, and I didn't know how prone she was or wasn't to leaving her castle. Are we on that same planet? I don't know. Did that planet blow up? (laughs) I know that... (coughs) 
her bar blew up, but I okay. don't know if the rest of the planet did yeah. because there was that forest that Ray was running through. So I don't know if it's the same forest yeah, or I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of forest, different planet, but I was happy to see Lupita and anything yes. or hear her voice, <laughs> hear her voice and see her small orange salamander body. <laughs> yeah. She's just also around, which is, Oh, she was such like a, a presence in the first movie like she had such a clear like set piece and such a clear mm -hmm. role within that set piece to see her just be like part of the gang mm -hmm. in this movie was interesting she's yeah. a real team player doesn't always need to be the star Maz Kanata is there to support mm -hmm. you she go with them she must like everybody leaves that forest planet I think we just don't see her for a while mm -hmm. yeah so everybody leaves the forest planet, not just like the fighters, but like all the other support staff, like Dominic Monaghan, uh, they, 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 Billy Lord, they load them all up into uh, various support staff ships. They're all going to head out there, see what's going to happen. So Ray goes into Palpatine's throne room where he's sitting on the Beetlejuice sculpture. No, he's not sitting there. She sees a sculpture and like he comes down from the ceiling in like some sort of a an H.R. Giger contraption. It is wild looking. I loved this setup. Though. I it's did like too. Crane and there's all these wires yeah. and he's hooked up to it. Mm -hmm. And Ooh, cool. Yeah, loved yeah, it. yeah. He's like barely hanging on. Like he needs this to live. Like he doesn't look good. Like his face is puffy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how the actor is doing. The actor may look fine himself in age, but like Palpatine, he's like puffy and like, paler than he was before mm -hmm. and like he's missing most of his fingers he looks like gnarled and weird he's not yeah. looking good so he's there taunting ray like hello granddaughter <laughs> it's nice for you to finally visit and he's like i bet you want to kill me but if you kill me my soul will enter your body and bring the soul of every sith with it it's wild stuff this one was I don't know if I got that. I don't know if that works on me. Maybe it is related to something in larger Star Wars canon that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it just didn't track for, like, why can your soul enter her body? This Is this something you can do? Like, yeah. I guess you're this, you survived death, you're a super powerful Sith Lord, I guess you can do anything, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't think, like, well, I'm full of souls, and then my soul and all the souls with me will enter this body once I die. I didn't know those were the rules we were playing by. Could anybody do no. this if they really tried? When Luke yeah. died, could he have just gone into a porg if he wanted to? Yeah. You do see a couple porgs on Octo. Porg update. Two little porgs mm -hmm. there to chirp. <laughs> Small amount of pork. I gotta say, porgs, Dio. Oh, I might be on Team Dio <laughs> for, like, cute movie mascot. Dio's a good one. He's just wheel and horn. He looks like a he's yeah. a he's a unicycle. He's like a clown. I love him. So Ray can't kill Palpatine. She doesn't know what she's gonna do. All the ships come flying up. They have a bunch of, you know, it's space battle. They got like mm -hmm. first order ships to fight. You know, they think they can't take all of them and that they're outnumbered and like a bunch of. 
a bunch of like Poe's soldiers die. Craig Grunberg blows up. Yeah, that's I, sad. I guess kind of like fulfill. <laughs> it's like this loop where J.J. Abrams was like, once I made a thing where Craig Grunberg played a pilot and died. Again, <laughs> if you're a pilot, Greg, my friend, you shall also die. <laughs> this weird symmetry. So, like, they look like they're really up against the ropes. Is there any hope? Poe looks like he's given up. But then they get, like, the... <laughs> this is like when Sam calls in and says, on your left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lando calls in. And he's brought, like, the Falcon, and he's brought... Hundreds of other ships, hundreds and hundreds of other ships. And I'm like, I know there's so many fans like mm-hmm. looking at bootleg screenshots, trying to identify all these ships. And like, I'm like, I bet the ghost is in there, which is the ship from Rebels. This is the only ship I can name. <laughs> I've reached the end of my extra Star Wars knowledge. I know there's a ship called the Ghost piloted by Hera Syndulla. Good. That's a good one to remember, though. Yep, th- these are my basic <laughs> facts. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> so all these other ships come in, and so they're all going to take down First Order together. Don't worry, now you have team. Okay, so battle is going well. Oh, and also, like, Vin and Jan are still hanging out. Yeah. I like that they're, like, real buds. Like, they've really got each other's <laughs> back here. I'm glad he is a friend. Like, he has friends, mm-hmm. but, like, no friends that have been in, like, the same boat he's been in. Yeah. Like, Ray doesn't, you know, she grew up alone, but she was not, she was not kidnapped from her parents as a baby and has no memory of where she came from. Ray has a name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she She's upset she doesn't have a last name. She has a first name. Finn just had an assortment of numbers and letters, and Poe is the one that has to name him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very sweet. Oh, but there's a point where they figure out, like, there's something in the ship that we have to take down by hand. They're like, we're going to do a land attack on the ship. Big bagel ship. You can't, mm-hmm. it, it is big enough to be considered land. Mm-hmm. You can do a land attack on the ship. So him and all the horse people from Wave Planet, they're just galloping their horses across this big ship. It's very cool. Yeah. Okay, so now we're into big final battle, I guess. So <laughs> there is Ray. She's facing down Palpatine. At this point, Ben also shows up. Mm-hmm. It's not clear how he got here. <laughs> no, I've been wondering that as soon as we <laughs> talked about how he was left on Wave Planet. Like, how did he get off of Wave Planet? I Like, did... Did he call, like, somebody in the First Order, like, come get me? Does yeah. he have, like, a personal assistant? Or is there, like, a payphone on that planet <laughs> that he can use? It's not clear how he got here, but there he is. Wait, how did he get there to begin with? I guess he got back to whatever ship he took to Wave Planet in the first place. But he was still left, like... On wreckage in the middle of the sea, did he steal, like, the boat Ray stole and take it back to land? Maybe. He's wet when he shows up. He's damp. Yeah. He's still damp. It's, this whole movie happens really fast. Not in terms of, like, mm-hmm. well, partially in terms of its own pacing. Like, we were talking about how the first act is, like, jam-packed. I'd say once you get to, like, whoops, I killed Chewie, 
like then the pace gets better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Substantially yeah. better. I feel like that's a big enough shock that it it shocks you and it kind of like reaffixes your sense of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's about when the pacing starts to feel a little bit more natural. So like this movie does take place over like 24 hours or something. This mm-hmm. this is a very quick movie within its actual narrative. Mm-hmm. They are going, going, going from planet to planet. Because I think at the beginning of the movie, it is said like, oh yeah, Palpatine said in 16 hours, I'm going to blow up planets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Very fast. So Ben sneaks in. Because he's like, and he's being kind of sneaky because he wants to like attack these other guards because he's like, I'm on the opposite side now. I'm mm-hmm. my own man. Kylo was your boss. Now I am Ben and Ben is probably your enemy. You're definitely Ben's enemy. <laughs> so he's trying to sneak up on all of these officer on all these like first order and like the Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren are also in here. Not everybody's just like a crisp uniformed first office, first order officer or a stormtrooper. There's like the weird ragtag mm-hmm. Knights of Ren. Don't really know who they are, or what their deal is. I think they're in a comic book. It <laughs> sounds about right. I think if I read the comic book, I'd learn more about the Knights of Ren, but it's just like more assorted dudes and like variations on black masks and black robes. <laughs> They're allowed to not match each other. (laughs) So he sneaks up on them. And then at the same time, like Ray's having this confrontation with Palpatine. And then they like force call each other and they kind of like smile at each other. Like, Hey, uh, nice to see. Hey, I think I can count on you in this moment. Mm -hmm. I think we will have much like in Snoke's throne room. I think we're in another situation where we can count on each other. We can have each other's backs. I hope you'll be brave out there. And I don't know. Okay, so Ray has her lightsaber. And she like, there's some sort of a switch with the lightsabers that I didn't follow. Yeah, like I think Palpatine knocks her lightsaber mm-hmm. out of the way. And then Ben gets it. But then he also has a lightsaber yeah, and gives it to Ray. Or... Like there's two somehow. And I'm like, where did he get another one? Because he threw his in the water. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like, it's, okay. Oh, Leia's lightsaber that they got when she was talking with Force Ghost Luke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Leia, you, like, there's a little flashback to, like, when they're younger. And I couldn't fix this in time exactly, like, how old they're supposed to be. It almost kind of looked like they were on Endor. Yeah. Just based on the outfits they were wearing in the forest setting. Yeah, so maybe like a little bit after Return of the yeah. Jedi. It flashes back and it's like Luke and Leia like uh, practice lightsaber fighting each other, mm-hmm. which seems like a wholesome family memory for the, for the Skywalker mm-hmm. siblings. I'm glad we got to see this little flash of them just being like, we're a real t- brother-sister team now. We are mm-hmm. engaged in a hobby together instead yeah. of like... We're always at war. It's just them being good sips. And like she, so he was like helping to train her with lightsabers and she's doing pretty good. It's, it's a weird flashback though, where she's like, 
I've had a vision that one, that me going down the Jedi path could lead to my son turning to the dark side. Like, she has this vision that I don't understand how, like, how does this lead to this other thing? Yeah. I believe that you have visions, of course, but, like, how... <laughs> Like, how does this chain of events happen? How does this butterfly wing cause this hurricane? Mm. I don't know. How, I don't know if this chain of events is right. I don't know, but she was training with lightsaber once and then stopped training with lightsaber. So now there is a lightsaber that Leia had that is in the mix. That's the basics of it. And this is the one scene where they did digitally recreate her face. Which I thought yeah. they weren't going to do. But maybe I was misinformed. I guess maybe it's because it's young Leia and they did that in Rogue One. Yeah, and maybe it's like we just reused a Rogue One model. Yeah. <laughs> like we didn't do anything new. It is still using stuff we all had before. And there's young Luke too, who's great yeah. to see. <laughs> I will say, I think they did young Luke really well. Yeah. That was a seamless Yes. Shot of him with Leia was a bit more uncanny valley for a minute, but. I don't know, like the lighting on her is weirder. It is more like cut out face. Also, they're wearing Mm -hmm. these like fencing uniform Mm -hmm. kind of things. So it is like they do have like full colors and like, you know, uh, helmets on and things. So it's, that's why it looks like a face cut out. It's not Mm -hmm. like (laughs) their face cut out onto some just like. Female fencing, mm-hmm. like in body double. It's not like that. But anyway, so we have another lightsaber in the mix. And I forget the exact, like, handoff of things mm-hmm. and why it works. Because Palpatine says, Ray, you can't kill me or else you're going to absorb all these souls. <laughs> Which is... I'm on board for... Like, I'm not mad at anything the movie did, but a couple things are like, mm-hmm. okay... Yeah. I mean, if you say so, you've got me along for the rest of the ride. Sure, if she kills him, she will inherit the soul of every Sith. All right. Yeah, it's just kind of the attitude of this might as well happen. I don't know. Yeah. It's very, oh, it's very, it's like, these are the, it's like, these are the ingredients we have to work with. I'm Mm -hmm. unshopped. Here I am a chef. I have to put like steak tips and chard and marmalade and cumin in this. I have to, but the rest of it is all my own doing. <laughs> it's like we hit all the beats we had to. And then, um, Ooh, I got to put like some sort of a design on the plate. Uh, <laughs> Ray can't kill Palpatine or else she'll inherit Sith souls. <laughs> like, oh, oh, well, okay. Let's put your own flavor in it, I guess. So she, they do this force Skype thing. And this is the first time where they've actually, seems like, tried to transfer something and relied on it working. All the other times it's mostly Mm -hmm. just been like an accident or like they don't know what's going to happen. Like they're not purposefully trying to like affect each other's spaces. But she like puts her hand behind her head and then she pulls out a lightsaber that was one he had. And then he pulls out her lightsaber Oh, they have each other's, they each have a lightsaber. They did some Mm -hmm. sort of a, like, it's cool, but also I don't know what happened. Yeah. The concept is cool, but the logistics of, like, 
the three card Monty and who has what and why. I, I don't know. I need to watch this again. I, need to, mm-hmm. I just need the sequence repeated for myself. So then he spins around. He does all this fighting. He takes out all of these Knights of Ren. And she... She gets to the point where she does kill Palpatine. But she doesn't inherit all these souls, right? No, no, no. No, no, no. Before this. Okay. So he goes in there and there is Palpatine. And he's like, look, it's my granddaughter and it's Vader's grandson. The two of you are like giant magnetic points on the force. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of create a balance between the two of you. But no, I want to be here. I don't want there to be balance. You're both so powerful. If I kill both of you together, I will absorb not only your individual powers, but the power of your bond. He talks about the bond. You two have a bond. I need the bond's power. Right? Something like this? Maybe. And he tries to, like, suck their souls out of them, I guess. Yeah, so that's what the motion looks like. Yes. it seems very similar to Dementors exactly. sucking out souls. Yes, it's very Dementor-like. But then he, he they kill him. What happens exactly? At some point, that strength yes. of him pulling yes. the souls gets broken. And he, like, flings... Ben off to the yes, side. Yes, yeah, he throws Ben off of a cliff inside of this building. Yeah. And then him and Ray have their lightning. Yeah, there's lightning. Battle. Yeah. He still dies something. What did she do? No, she like turns the some force back on him. She like oh, he tries to like absorb absorb their force. Like Ray's been dealing. Like mm-hmm. when she fixes the snake, when she fixes Kylo, she's like giving them some of her life force. And he's like taking force out of her and it's he's growing his fingers back. Yeah. He's starting to look fresh. It's like you put on a face mask. And yeah, he dies at some point somehow. Like she turns some lightning back on him or stabs him. I forget how he dies. Why do I don't yeah. remember how he dies? I just know that he does. And he, like, melts. He, like, very much, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, melts, kind of. Whatever it is she does to him, that's how he dies. He doesn't get stabbed. It kind of sets off a chain reaction within the building. Like, everything just starts to crumble. Yeah, classic. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, wow, the guy who built the building dead, building crumble, too. You know, he's, like, attached to that H.R. Giger thing, which is, like, attached to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. There's scaffolding up there, set mm-hmm. lights, I don't know. So he's dying, buildings crashing around him. Ray is like exhausted at this effort. No, no, I know what it was. So they're fighting, he like knocks her down or something, and she's lying on the ground, and there's like a hole in this building or whatever. Mm. Whatever the structure is that they're in, I wish I knew how to describe the structure. I can't figure out what it is or what else is in it or why it was built. They're just an A large blocky structure. But there's like a hole in the ceiling and she looks up and she can see the stars. And earlier in the movie, when we first met her and she's like floating in the air and trying to do her Jedi meditations, like it's not totally working. She can do all this stuff like 
you know, like she can make rocks float in the air. She can make herself float in the air. She can like do all these gauntlet run and jump. Mm -hmm. Like she's doing this whole test for herself, this force test out in the, uh, in the jungle, in the forest, but she's trying to like reach out to Jedi spirits and she can't do it. But now she's like laying there. She's got like this moment of Zen. She looks up at the stars and she whispers, be with me, which is what she was whispering Mm -hmm. earlier. And then we get to hear the voices Mm -hmm. Of all these previous Jedi, and there had been a much discussion of who will we see as a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. The only one you see is Luke. You get to hear from Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness and repurposed audio and, and Liam Neeson and Samuel L. Jackson. And I think maybe like the woman who was the voice of Ahsoka. Like all of these people, like there were more names in there. Like all of these Jedi she gets to stop and hear from. Which I think is the perfect way to do it. Yeah. Like, they gets the same emotional impact across without the slight cheesiness of the Force ghosts. It was a good call on their behalf. Yeah, and Yoda. 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 We hear from him as well. Mm -hmm. So they all speak to her. And they're all like, we've got you. We've got you. Don't worry. And it's kind of like the moment where, like, Harry Potter, like, visits the... He talks with the ghost of everybody he's ever known before he goes to fight Voldemort again. Yeah. It's that thing again. <laughs> like, she heard from, like, space Remus Lupin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I think I can do this. And I think that's when she, like... When Palpatine's like, I have the energy of every Sith. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have the energy of every Jedi. And then I think that destroys him. I think once she had the Jedi energy mm-hmm. in her... Then it was like, I counteract your Sith energy. Mm -hmm. Ain't getting no Siths in me. I think Mm -hmm. that was the crux of the thing. (laughs) That works. Yeah. So she's... (coughs) And then she collapses. Oh, and uh, the fight went well out there, too. Yeah. Fight good. (laughs) They fight well. Like, everybody's gone. I think the last person left on this structure or planet or whatever is i wish i knew how to better describe any of these set pieces i'm like i don't know somebody's on something they need to get off of the thing it's mm-hmm. it appears to be metallic yeah like the last person on it is like finn and Jana, but the millennium F- and like poe's gonna go grab them but mm-hmm. the millennium falcon swoops in and gets them yep which is uh we have lando and chewie there on the millennium falcon mm-hmm. old buds so then, so Ray's lying exhausted on the ground in the middle of this cube, in the middle of this throne block. She's lying there and she's basically dead because this has been such an output of force energy, mm-hmm. like with Luke, like with Leo. She's pretty much dead. Uh, but then here comes Ben. He crawled his way back up from this cliff where he was tossed. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we didn't see him down there. We see him get thrown. We don't see him land. We don't see what's down there. Then we just see him crawling back up again. Yeah. yeah. Gotta hand it to his fortitude, I guess. I guess if we've learned anything from the fact that Darth Maul is still around <laughs> and Palpatine is still around, if you throw someone off of a ledge oh, or a cliff, no. they're still alive. Like, they have to have two deaths. Like, that's why yeah. we had to stab Han Solo and then push him off that bridge like just one alone wouldn't have done it yeah (laughs) so he comes back up there he sees ray i don't know if he could see from down there i don't know if he knows what happened i think he's just like well there's no palpatine and there's ray and she looks dead so he like 
kind of cradles Ray. And he's like, oh no, it's Ray. And he like tries to do that force healing thing back at her. Which the last, when she did it to him and to the snake, she was aiming at a specific wound. And she had like general, like mint spiritual damage. And I don't know how you can like touch. Like that seems weirder. It seems like he does it. And I, I don't know, it just seems like it would have been more, like, we should have seen him try, like, what, hands on shoulders, hand on head, where, there isn't a wound for me to put my hand on, how do I do, like, he saw her do wounds to him, I guess that's part of the bond, like, he felt it, he felt it, and he's like, I felt what that was, I can aim that feeling back at you, this will heal you, so she, he, like, wakes her up, she's back from death, and she looks at him, and she's like, Ben, and then she kisses him. Yep. Okay, they do kiss, and I want to make sure I had that right. I think mm-hmm. she's the one who really goes in for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd been curious if they were going to get that far. Like it's it's been hard to get a read on what the mo- like what side the movies itself have been on yeah. for how they want this relationship to go. It's my perspective on these two the whole time has been I don't ship them. I don't want them to be a couple, but there's enough of some kind of a connection there that I want them to reach some sort of understanding and peace and some form of care mm-hmm. with each other. And they become friends and allies, even if it's briefly some sort of friendship. I wanted an approximation, mm-hmm. the best kind of friendship you could get after everything that's happened. Yeah. I want you to be some <laughs> kind of friends. That's what I've been rooting for. And I think the whole time they've been, wanting like they like the other person not like them not like in a middle school i'm gonna pass you a note social Mm -hmm. yes or no way but like i feel empathy towards you i see you're in a rough place i wish you were doing better i'm gonna take the best tools that i know how and try and like fix the things i think you're doing that are bad but also like hey are you okay Mm -hmm. can i help you with something (laughs) There's enough of something genuine and sympathetic there that I'm rooting for them to just reach a point where they are friends. Yeah. To break through all of that stuff. And I, like, I wasn't wishing for a kiss, but I was wishing for something that would kind of stand on the level of a kiss of, here is a moment of, I see you, I care about you, I appreciate you. This is an act of that emotion. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have liked, like, a real good hug. That's what I was hoping for, too. Or, like, the moment at the end of Pacific Rim. Yes, I was literally just thinking about Pacific Rim. Yeah, where, like, Raleigh and Mako just sort of hold each other and, like, rest their foreheads together. Because they also, like, their drift relationship is kind of like this force Skype thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like it gets them the similar effect. But then I think about those and I think like this movie is full of like deep, serious hugs. Mm-hmm. There are so many great hugs in this movie. And I think the like we're going to hold each other and rest our foreheads together is what happened with Jen Erso and Cassie and Andor. Yeah. Like 
I get why they, I get why they kissed. I also wonder if it's like, well, like these other things were used. Kiss is what's left. Like these, this is a very important moment. What can we do to express it? And like, she kisses him and like, I, I get it and it makes sense. And I would have liked to have seen a different act placed in there in place of the kiss that expresses the same emotion, but really it's a little too far. And I, but I think I would have liked it going slightly too far instead of stopping slightly too short. I think that might've left me feeling like more discombobulated. Like I feel like another shoe is going to drop. I feel like something's missing. Like there's one final half measure of this song that hasn't played. Mm -hmm. But, oh, and like, I wanted them to be like friends and comrades. And I'm like, well, who's to say friends and comrades don't grab each other and kiss each other in a moment of victory? You know, it, it also read to me kind of like the Finn and Rose kiss at the end of The Last Jedi, where she's like, we save the things we love. And she reaches out and she kisses him. And it's yeah. this like, you know, it's, it, it could be anything. That could be a romantic kiss, could be a platonic kiss. It's just an act of... I care about you when we went through something and we got through it together. Here is, uh, I, I need to enact this in touch. This is it. Like, it's not perfect. But like, I, I can live with this. I personally can live with this. And I know results will vary. Yeah, I think... I feel the same way you do in regards to how I interpreted it and I don't wish it would have been the kiss. Yeah. I, and I think the only, it doesn't sit well with me, but I think it would sit less well with me if it weren't for the fact that he then yeah. dies right after that. <laughs> so it's not like they have this awkward relationship after yes. that. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree with you that it's like, what kind of relationship could you have? Because like, yeah. romance has never sat well with me. <laughs> no. Friendship is always like a close, intimate, mm-hmm. like we have a weird bond, weird, special, yeah. important, but non-romantic bond mm-hmm. has always seemed appropriate to me. I do like that now it's not like, are we doing that again? Yeah. Is this a thing? <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad we got to just avoid that. Yeah, yeah. I like that it's this final act of, like, executing tension and, like, caring and of victory and of sharing something. Of, like, mm-hmm. look, we had each other's backs and we got through this together. And then he does die. He not only dies, he evaporates. Yeah. He force dies. And as he force dies, Leia force dies. <laughs> what if that was his first kiss and this is all she's been waiting for as a mother? Because I I was thinking about this. Like, that's got to be Ray's first kiss. I, part of her, I wonder, is like, I want to kiss a boy. I just cheated death. He just cheated death. <laughs> What's a kiss like? Finn had never kissed anybody before Rose, probably. I think about this. Like... They're in such weird, high-stress, like, always-on-the-go battle scenarios. I feel like that either lends itself to, I'm kissing everybody, or I've never kissed anybody. It's one or the other. And I'm like, this is probably both of their first kisses. You're cut. Ben turned into Kylo Ren when he was pretty young. Kylo Ren isn't kissing anybody. And he didn't. Ben did. Nope. 
Yeah. So they're both gone. No solos left. No Skywalkers left. Well, the name does. The name. Go on. Okay. We'll come back to this yeah. in a sec, as, as I'm sure everybody expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're back on Forest Planet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Again, whichever forest planet that may be. Oh, and we see like flashes of like other. So they blow up big, big first order ship. And we do see people on other planets like look up in the sky like, cool, they got him. So Mm -hmm. we see the Ewoks. We see Wicket. Yes, we see Wicket. Wicket still wearing his classic hat. (laughs) We see the Ewoks. We see others. I forget who else. I was distracted Mm -hmm. by those Ewoks. Happy to see them. They all look in the sky. They all look up in the sky and they know that peace has come. And then it's like this party on like everybody's coming. Everybody's flying back in. Like everybody's hugging each other. That like for that, like resistance leader lady with the cool nose, like kisses some Mm -hmm. lady pilot. Yeah. Which was nice. It was really nice. I'm happy for the two of them, whoever they are. I don't think the pilot was anybody we'd really seen. No, I don't know. She grabs her and kisses her pretty fast. They're happy to see each other. They look like a cute couple, but I didn't get a good look at that other lady's face. I don't know if we'd seen her that much before. Yeah. But good for the two of them. Like, everybody's hugging each other. The most, like, the biggest crying moment for me in the Mm -hmm. whole movie. And this was a time of a lot of, like, getting teared up at things. I wasn't crying like I was at Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. But the most tearful moment for me is when Maz Kanata presents Chewie with a medal. That was really sweet. And I'm glad that her and Chewie had that moment because one of her first lines in The Force Awakens is, where's my boyfriend? (laughs) And they do, like, kind of look at each other. (laughs) I was waiting for them to kiss. (laughs) He has a wife at home. But but I don't think that... I, well, maybe we got more than one throuple we're dealing with in this movie. <laughs> because Finn and Poe, they give each other this big, serious hug. And then Ray comes up. And both of them go up to her. And it's the three of them having this, like, so tight, so close. Like, they're reaching over each other's shoulders and holding each other's hands. It's beautiful. I love that this was, like... This kind of fan discussion in the first movie, like, who who would Rey pick as a love interest? Would she pick Kylo eventually, depending on how their story goes? Would she pick Finn? Well, it seems like maybe what if Finn picks Poe? And it's like, mm-hmm. and there were people saying, well, what if just the three of them date? And it seems like that's the one the franchise ends on. It's just <laughs> Finn and Rey and Poe as this, like, tight, unit with each other and i dug it a lot Mm -hmm. i think that is the best possible ending yeah and i'm glad they all made it out too yeah yeah and like you know they were arguing at the beginning of the movie and i like that it's not like ray and poe are like enemies like they're not constantly griping they were just like you take care of my machinery that's you take care of the millennium falcon I take care of BB-8. Like, mm-hmm. that's, they, they argue about that thing, but they're not, like, constantly at each other's backs or anything. But I like that we saw them fighting at the beginning of the movie, and then at the end they're like, we're a team, and our, our mission is we're going to hug Finn really hard, and we're going to hold hands. We're all going to hold hands. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, and R2-D2 
goes up to C-3PO and C-3PO introduces himself and he's like, well, I would remember if I had a best friend. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very okay. sweet. I'm happy. Oh, course, and he, pl- he plugs his yeah. memories back in. He gets them. He had them after all. Yeah. But he's, he's backed up to like, well, R2-D2, I'm about to go on a mission with Miss Ray. <laughs> so he's forgotten all of this, of course. Oh, it's good. I'm very happy with how C-3PO's story wraps up. I want, I just wanted to see my n- nice, fussy, golden boy do well. Yeah. Yeah. So we had all these hugs, all these important hugs and meetings and victories and things. Uh, you see that Leia's body has disappeared. So now it's just a sheet over a bed, like a normal bed. <laughs> disappears then if it's just if you walked in you wouldn't know it's just like oh weird you put a sheet on top of a blanket okay yeah in the final scene ray takes luke and leia's lightsabers and she takes them to owen and baru's house on tatooine yeah way from way back at the beginning of a new hope and she takes the lightsabers and wraps them up together and buries them deep in the sand. And some just like local woman wanders mm-hmm. up like, well, it's been forever since I've seen anybody here. Who are you? She says, I'm Ray." And the lady's like, do you have a last name? And then she says, Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. And she looks over at the force yeah! ghosts of Luke and now Leia too, yes. which was a nice touch. Standing together as siblings. Ooh, and one little little tiny yeah. detail that I liked is how she took that hunk of metal and slid down the yes! hill of sand. I loved, I loved her deep love of sledding. Yeah. I'm glad we got to see that again. I'm so happy she got to sled again. Like, I yeah. didn't realize I wanted to see it again. I didn't yeah. realize what an important, formative piece of Ray's story that was. Because I do think back to, like, Force Awakens sitting there in the theater for the first time and, mm-hmm. like, they pl- like play John Williams Ray theme yeah. as she like sleds down this big sand dune on Jakku on this piece of metal. And I remember that moment like, I love this. Yes. This, this feels magic to it me. Does. This is going to do it for the new generation, for kids of all ages. I'm very happy we got to sled again. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. I would have yeah. forgotten about it. it which is. Oh, I like that it's that small that you don't think about it, but the second you see it, you're like, this feels right. This should be here. Yeah. I wonder who is the sledding advocate. Ooh. I could see it being JJ. Yeah. He started the sledding, he ends the sledding. What if they sled in all of his other movies? What if he comes back for Star Trek IV and they have to write in a sledding scene? that mm-hmm. yeah so so ends the movie we clap theater claps together yeah. <laughs> and again we were looking for a, a an immemorial credit for peter mayhew didn't get one. Oh, let's let's fire up imdb let's see who all of these odd assorted voices mm. were because i spotted i just spotted that jj himself provides the voice of uh dio and that two random voices are, uh, <laughs> it's 
Carl Urban and yeah. Reggie Watts. I just see their names because they're like right next to each other at the end of this block of credits where I'm like, oh, I should really pay attention to this. Let's just take a second and appreciate Mark Hamill's IMDb picture. It's very suave. God, it's got so picture. much. He exudes personality constantly. Here's Daisy Ridley, Ridley with a nice haircut. God, look at Anthony Daniels. Look at him holding up his C-3PO helmet. Domino Gleason looking good. Babu Frick? Was that the small man? Yep. Babu Frick! Amanda Lawrence. She plays Commander Daisy. This is the nose lady. Ah, okay. Come on. It's giving me all, like, first order officers. And I'm like, who do I know from another movie? I'm sure these people have great, like, law and order appearances and local theater careers. What's a name I know? Warwick Davis, of course. John Williams is credited in here as somebody. Who else do we have? Yeah, there's Jody Comer. Billy Howell is the name of Ray's father. Who is he? Mm. Hayden Christensen is a nice photo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome to the part of the evening where we just talk about how handsome actors are. Well, good. He's been in a lot of British movies, but none of them look recognizable. Mm. Billy Howell. Oh, he was in Dunkirk, apparently. That's oh. the one thing that seems recognizable from this list. Oh, of course. They need every, much like the war itself, they need every British man they can get. Oh, Kanan was in this. That's Freddie Prince Jr. He plays um, mm. the, in Rebels. Yeah. Again, the one extra Star Wars thing I know about and we'll talk about. Okay, it's not giving me all of these hecking people. What, this is it trivia? I want to know who played the voice of every stormtrooper who says one line. Maybe that'll be knowledge we'll receive within the next couple of days or yeah. something. I thought I would have already found it. Okay. <laughs> this will have to be edited quite a bit. So looking back, what, how, how do you feel on this movie as an entirety? I think overall I was very satisfied with it. It didn't go in the direction I expected no. it to, but at the same time, I don't know what I expected. Yeah. So I'm satisfied with how it wrapped everything up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably one of the better outcomes that we could have had. Yes. So I'm, I'm very happy with it. And I'm really intrigued to watch this trilogy as a whole. Yes. Now that it's complete and see how it progresses from film to film. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun. He said first half hour, like, I think going into it, knowing like, this, yeah. is, this is going to be paced weird. Just wait and it'll fix itself. Mm -hmm. I think that will be helpful knowledge to pass along to a friend. Absolutely. I really recommend that. Like, even if you have somebody who's trying to stay absolutely spoiler free, I think that's still helpful knowledge for them to mm -hmm. have. Offer that to a friend in this trying time. I, I had a lot of fun and it gave me what I need out of Star Wars, which is just just the fun swashbuckling adventure mm -hmm. where like things look pretty like aliens are cool. Robots are cool. Planets, hair and mm -hmm. various outfits, character dynamics. Amazing. Like just the entire Finn, Poe, Ray triangle mm -hmm. and everything that is like 
that bought me so much goodwill for this movie. Not that mm-hmm. I didn't have it already, but like, I think that's going to earn it. Like when I look back on this trilogy in years to come, like that might earn it the top spot in my heart, just because I mm-hmm. loved the interactions between those two. I loved all this great C-3PO action. I love the Hucks turning around for like the most specific, perfect <laughs> Hucks reason. Yeah. That really worked on me. <clears throat> now, I think it's a lot of fun and I can see the various, it makes weird choices. <laughs> there are weird choices and there's a couple just oddities, but like, I understand the meta narrative of this movie. It is so patchwork for so yeah. many reasons. Had one set of writers and directors, then had another when the principal actors died, you had to restitch your footage from previous appearances, all kinds of other things. Who knows what it is? Mm-hmm. Weird pressures from how Last Jedi was received, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I'm curious to see like how the conversation about this settles down in in the weeks, months, years to come. But satisfying ending for me personally as an enthusiastic layperson. <laughs> Okay. Well, this has been a wild and interesting and unique episode of the Whatnots Reactor Core. Yes. Thank you so much for having me guest. Yes. I feel so honored. I wish that I was up to the challenge a bit more <laughs> yeah. as fate would have it. Yes. Yes. We will. De- we can invite you on again for any, because you are typically my movie going person. Yeah. Like every, almost every movie I've talked about on the reactor core, like you've been the person I've been mm-hmm. to the theater with. So like, you're always much like Palpatine. You're back here in the shadows for everything I'm doing. So it'd be great to have yeah. you on again in the future. Yes. That would be great. Okay. Well have a good time, everybody. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Be in good spirits about this movie. Be welcoming to others, no matter how your opinions may vary. And mm-hmm. May the force be with you always. And also with you.